Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of What the Tech from Boast AI. Today, we're unpacking some of the findings from Boast AI's 2023 R&D Trends and Insights Report, which surveyed more than 250 business leaders from across North America to gauge how they're fueling their product roadmap, the most prevalent tools being used to track R&D, and the biggest obstacles for innovation leaders. This conversation was originally featured as part of Boast AI's weekly Innovators Live series on LinkedIn, where experts from across our team share their thoughts and experiences to help founders and entrepreneurs along their innovation journey. My colleague and co-host Asada Lee flips the script by putting me in the hot seat for this week's episode. Before diving in, however, be sure to visit boast.ai slash guides or the link in the show notes to get access to a PDF version of the findings to help you follow along with the analysis. Hope you enjoy the show and stay tuned for next week's regularly scheduled episode of What the Tech, featuring innovators from across North America's tech ecosystem. Welcome, Paul, to another session of Innovators Live. So happy to have you here today. Thank you so much, Asit. I'm so glad to be here. Honestly, uh, I'm very happy you're here because today is our four-month anniversary at Boast AI. It is. We made it, dude. Yeah, it's a lot longer than four months in a good way. We've been very welcomed here. Super welcome. Honestly, I I loved it. I, I can't believe it's been four months. I honestly think it's been longer, but I think the impact we've made together is... uh exceptional. I agree. <laughs> and I hope everyone else feels it too. But yeah, no, it's a wonderful team here. I've had a blast diving into Boast. Um, we have so many cool content projects that I've been able to take part in too. So we're just getting started. But the things we've done so far, again, not to toot our own horn, but I'm very happy with what we have coming up um, and what we've already done. For today's uh, conversation, we'll be talking about our R&D survey that we've been working on for the past couple of months. Uh, it went live last week. But really, what we had done was we surveyed about 250 North American businesses and asked them questions related to their R&D and used those as uh, benchmarks to get insights uh, for our 2023 uh, report. Now, we had some great insights. Now, what I really want to do is really dive deep into it since you you authored the ebook itself. So you have the insight knowledge on, on that data itself. I know I worked hours on those pivot tables, but you know, you, you put it all together. Uh, so let's jump into that if, if, if we're good to go. Absolutely. Perfect. So one of the findings that we found was that a lot of uh, product and engineering teams accounted for more than half of the workforce or employees in any company. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about that and how that became a finding for us? Absolutely. Yeah. So what made this interesting was that in total, product and engineering teams account for almost half of all employees at all these companies that we pulled. So this is important because these tend to be the departments that are steering R&D projects all the way from ideation to productionalization. So while it's not a sure thing that all titles that fall within product and engineering departments are devoted explicitly to R&D, it is critical for businesses to be actively aware of which employees are. Because depending on where employees are located and the nature of their work, many of the wages within these departments could really be expensed, depending on the locally available R&D tax credits. Like in Canada, for instance, as we know very well, um, Native private businesses can expense the majority of their R&D wages as an income tax credit via the SHRED tax credit, scientific research and development. Butchered that one, but you guys know it. Um, Similarly, while legislators in the U.S. are still debating modifications to the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, lots of content on that on the blog if you'd like to learn more, federal R&D tax credits are available for companies stateside that hinge on their ability 
to tie R&D outcomes to specific activities. So it's really important that companies, especially at their earlier stage, whose revenue may not be high enough to fund R&D in total, are keeping track of these activities. If almost 50% of the wages that you're paying for your workforce are eligible for R&D tax credits, that can go a long way to supplanting your R&D investments in lieu of revenue, especially for those businesses in that zero to a million dollar bracket. So it, it, it's important. It, it's a lot to slice and dice, but that's kind of my initial takeaway on that one. Now, now that's an interesting bit. Now, speaking of R&D in general, we realize every company does R&D. It's, it's a part of a business. But what's interesting is how you spend on that R&D, uh, which takes us to our second point. What are your insights on that one? We saw a lot of consistencies in the report, but how can we break that down a bit more? Yeah, of course. I know when we first saw this number, we were like, oh, bummer. There's not a huge disparity here. It's super uniform across the board. Um, by and large, most companies are contributing about 30% of their revenue towards R&D. And it might not be that surprising where they're focusing too. I know we dive into the numbers and early stage companies are naturally early in their product development, whether they're pulling together a minimum viable product or still very much finding their market fit. But the fact that the percentage of the investment remains relatively uniform, even as businesses mature, actually hints towards an insight around people and leadership that I think startups are wise to bear in mind. So those businesses at CR&D getting at an early stage tend to be those businesses that are investing between 15 and 30% of revenue towards R&D. And they see that payoff in the form of increased revenue. Yet they never take their foot off the gas when it comes to allocating that sweet spot of roughly 30%. So going beyond R&D as a percentage of revenue, the businesses that graduate to those higher revenue echelons were also working with teams that they felt comfortable investing in from the start. So what we don't necessarily track in this report are the businesses in that low revenue range that never graduate to the higher revenue tiers. But given that those companies deemed successful, i.e. your 250 million revenue plus businesses, keep their R&D investments at a static 30%, it's a likely safe bet that this is the sweet spot from the start when it comes to what percentage of revenue should be earmarked for R&D. So what that tells me is early stage startups really need to be sure that they're working with product engineering and development leadership who they're comfortable investing in for the long run. So while that's a tall order and many startups don't get the SLT DNA right from the start, my suggestion for founders based on this research is to find a team you'll put your money behind from the get-go. From there, as you grow, don't fuss with the percentage that you're putting towards R&D. It's very clear that the payoff is in that sweet spot at around 30%. Couldn't have said it any better. Now, as we start exploring the different forms of R&D and how companies are spending uh, money on those specific allocations, let's explore how companies monitor their R&D progress. I know there's a question we asked within the survey. What can you share about that? Yeah, this is one that probably surprised me the most. And I think I rang the biggest gong about it when we were going through the research, just because so many companies just are not tracking their R&D activities. So more than 8% of businesses that we polled just have no meaningful way of tracking their R&D. So this is obviously problematic in multiple ways. For starters, having a clear handle on how specific investments drive specific outcomes is more or less key to identifying tax credit worthy activities. There could be free money in there. Without having that detail at the ready, both when filing taxes and when monitoring what could be an extremely tight product runway, businesses will have an especially difficult time not only maximizing their tax credits, but navigating the entire filing process. 
From there, inefficiencies can start to pile up fast. High-value team members are spending time retracing their steps and communicating outcomes to financial leadership when they should be focused on just doing the R&D and driving that innovation. And while return on research capital is a great measure of investment, the primary measure businesses should be following often comes back to how specific employees, those wages, are contributing to these outcomes to give them a better understanding of, again, that tax credit eligible expense. So I, I, I really clung to that one. I think there's a lot to unpack there. And I know actually some other findings later in the report too, really go to support that. I mean, in short, companies are leaving money on the table if they're not tracking their R&D. Yeah. And again, it's it all comes back to those wages. It, if half your workforce may be contributing to R&D at that early stage, just don't leave that money on the table. Um, it's, it's sad if you do. <laughs> so could we jump a bit forward? What kind of tools are companies using to track their R&D instead? Yeah. So something that we found was that despite there being so many platforms available to help teams just keep everything together, whether it's your Jira to get workflows in place or your GitHub to make sure that you're actually developing the product in tandem with the rest of your team, spreadsheets, far and away, those are the default still. And I know from like the CFO seat, that's just a matter of protection. But with so many, it just it, there's so many ways to slice and dice that. So if spreadsheets are easier than some of the tools out there, that just tells me that those tools aren't being used in the most efficient way. Um, maybe they need to be combined with a different solution that can really just harness it all into one place. But teams are still just doing it the hard way. They're drawing the connections themselves. They're not working from a single platform. And again, it comes back to those inefficiencies. If you have to retell that story over and over again, for tax credit purposes, for instance, you're wasting time. Focus on the innovation. Just keep your house in order, more or less, and keep your stuff organized. You're doing good work, and you want to be able to report on it. So just having nothing to track it is just no way to go about doing all of this. And as you can tell when you listen to our podcast or any of our customer stories, the teams that weren't cashing in on these tax credits because they weren't tracking them in the past, they regret it. It's always a huge regret. Unfortunately, you can work with teams to kind of backtrack on that. We've helped teams claim past years worth of shred on our end. But um, after a while, if you're waiting too long, it's just the money starts to pile up. It's dollar signs flying out the window. Absolutely. I, I remember you wrote a blog about that as well. Companies should focus on their tracking and boast AI will do <laughs> the returns. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially because there's so many nuances here. Like yeah. if, we're, if we're talking about the U.S. even state by state, there's different innovation credits or even just grant programs available to companies that if you don't know on the back of your hand what those qualifications are, at least know what you did so you can cross-check them. If you don't have that record, you're just missing out. And in Canada too, we know very, very well here on Boast the different provincial um, offerings that are on hand. Um, it's a lot of non-dilutive funding that companies can tap into without kind of giving away any equity, without losing their ownership of the business, which I think is super important at those early phases, um, especially when you want to recoup costs and revenue is not streaming it out the gate. You know, it's interesting you mentioned how how companies prefer using spreadsheets, Excel, Google Sheets. Uh, it's important, you know, Companies track it. I think it's it, it comes down when you're trying to claim your tax credits that the experts work on it. You know, there are tools like us, 
our AI is so strong, can actually work on all this information and, and give you the information you need to make sure you get your claims easily. Uh, I think that's just the beauty of uh, Boast AI. Moving forward, uh, from our last finding itself, I think this is one of my favorite ones because it gives companies so much of an insight. What are the top concerns when it comes to companies for their R&D? Yeah, I think we listed a lot of like very material business concerns, which are part for the course, I think with any business that you would work in. But what it all comes down to is not being able to draw that clear connection between the processes and their financial runway. Um, so the R&D that's being done today and at the same time, understanding what the actual cost <laughs> to keep you guys going is in real time. Um, if you can't manage those projects effectively, you're missing out on huge opportunities. Um, if you can combine the product management data with your real-time financial data, and even with those spreadsheets, leaders across the organization are just better poised to execute on all their initiatives. So much of what we found in this report just comes to being bogged down by disorganization. It's a huge simplification of the problem at large, but I just feel like I know I'm super anal about being organized, as I can attest to it. I make spreadsheets for everything. I make tables for everything. I'm not like most people. Um, and that's a disease on my part, I feel, if anything. If you're not organized naturally in that nature, these problems are going to come up. So any tools you can leverage to just be organized for you, again, it's way oversimplifying the issue, but that's what I think is really at the root of a lot of these findings here. And again, to see them all in depth, we do have them listed out in the report, which you can get a PDF copy of on our website. And I assume after this call. Yeah, 100%. We'll share it. We'll share it into the comments so people can take a look. And yeah, I mean, if you have any questions for Paul, feel free to reach out to him on LinkedIn. Uh, and as Paul mentioned, there's a new podcast coming out on Wednesday, so feel free to track that. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to be publishing on Mondays going forward now, just because we want to make sure we drop something live ahead of Collision next week. Um, but yeah, and if any folks are going to be in Toronto next week, I'm actually flying up. I know I'll see you there, Asad, um, and the rest of the Bose team. So get at me on LinkedIn. I'd love to say hi. Perfect, perfect. Now let's, uh, wrapping it all up, uh, what would you say our main takeaway from this whole report itself is something you want people to know about the survey itself? Um, I just think the big takeaway is that it doesn't have to be this hard. Um, your small businesses and startups and companies on an aggressive growth trajectory, they're doing so much work and they don't need to get distracted by keeping tabs and keeping organized and making sure that all their systems are synced up. Boast can do that for you. I know it's very self-serving to bring it back to Boast, but honestly, the solution makes sense when you look at what the actual problems are for startups at any stage. We're looking at tiny companies that are just getting off the ground, just building their MVP to 250 million plus revenue organizations. The problems are generally the same. You're not tying revenue to the activities, to the R&D being taken place, to what employees are doing. So without those connections, it's a lot of guesswork. You don't have to be guessing. You can make it a lot easier for yourself if you use a solution like Boast that ties it all together for you. Love it. I mean, again, you focus on the innovation, we'll focus on the credit for you. Nice. Perfect. Again, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it was fantastic. Pleasure to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you.